What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Booth, your go-to podcast for all things concerning events, where we literally have you covered from A to E. Yes, I said A to E, not A to Z. And let me break it down for you really quickly exactly what I mean. A, if you're an attendee. B, if you're a bride. C, if you're a coordinator. D, if you're a DJ. E, everybody else when it comes to events, we have you covered i'm your host marcus and if you haven't already done so be sure to hit that subscribe button and be staying up to date with all of the exciting content we have coming your way and be sure to tell a friend or two or five it'll be greatly greatly appreciated so as i mentioned on mobile tip monday we're doing a very special everything week and we're talking about timing is everything timing is everything and placement is everything and to kick it off we talked about all the timing heading up to the event basically putting all the pieces together by what time we need to kind of solidify everything and get those pieces in place so if you haven't already done so please go check out that one from mobile tip monday about how timing is everything but today we're diving heavier into timing is everything by really going over the event itself and how time frame is very important and just how vital it is to put those pieces together that you can have your event run smoothly and efficiently and effectively. And most importantly, you're able to see and accomplish everything you want to. Now, speaking of sight, vision is probably one of the most important parts of preparing the timeline. Now, once you have all the pieces in place and you kind of know who you're working with and who you're dealing with, If you're doing this independently, if you're working with a professional or if you're working with a professional and just simply, you know, adding your two cents into the equation, having an outline really helps to draw out and create vision to see how everything is going to happen. And now I mean that this doesn't matter if it's a fundraiser, if this is a wedding, if this is just a school dance, having a time line in general makes sense um even if you look at a nightclub setting there's still a timeline in place even if you don't necessarily realize it and you know you're asking me well how like it's just a dude djing or a person djing and people are just coming and going and coming and going and partaking in you know whether it be appetizers and alcohol or partaking in just good company so how is our timeline at play well, considering what they're, the DJ is going to play and when they're going to play it, that causes a timeline to be in effect, even if it's just internally in their own mind, what they're going to play, when they're going to play it and how they're going to play it. For example, like that very brand new hot song from your favorite artist that's just all over the radio. They're not going to play that at 9 p.m. They're going to play that a little bit more towards the middle of the evening when it's kind of like that prime time peak hours for everything taking place. What are they going to play when it's time to start dialing it down? Okay. They're going to go this direction. Um, When I did work at the nightclub, there was a particular set of songs that you heard every single night and it was an indicator to regulars that we're about to shut this down and it was an indicator to the staff that we're we're just about done so we got about 20 minutes left 15 minutes left 10 minutes left five minutes left okay we're done i mean when you hear that 
as soon as it's, you know, things are going, going, and then you drop into like Santeria. So you have like, okay, we're about to do like these back to back sublime songs. It's probably going to top off with Lauren Hill. Um, you know, so yeah, that's, that's basically the end of the night. So we know we're done. That's a timeline in effect that says that at 45 minutes before we close, playing this, 30 minutes, this, 15 minutes, this, five minutes, this, last call last song this so there's still a timeline in everything that you have been around as far as events concerned and major 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 events absolutely have timelines i mean the tonys the grammys the academy awards trust me they don't just say okay we're gonna wing it all right so um let's see what are we gonna do first we're gonna do um hmm uh best new artist no uh song of the year no not yet let's do um uh let's start off with best new song like they have it planned out what order they're going to do the awards what order they're going to do the announcing of the awards when are they going to break between the announcing of the awards to the to the um to the performances and why they're doing it then and there the person performing in fact go back and watch last year's this year's we're about to go into award season watch you know watch this year's any awards academy oscars tonys whatever grammys it's not by accident they have so and so who represents so and such genre performing at such and such time when they're doing such and such announcing or such and such categories. It's not by accident. Literally, it is a handful of people that sit in a room for weeks ahead of time and plan this thing out. And then they say, who should we get to perform? How are we going to get to, who should we, you know, reach out to? Who do we want to host? Who do we want to make announcements? You know, who do we want to be presenters? Okay, let's start reaching out to all these people. They start reaching out to those people. They start getting those confirmed or those denies. Um, so-and-so won't be able to be back this year to host. So we got to reach out to plan B, plan C, plan D, whatever. Okay, so now it's X amount of weeks or even months out. We have so-and-so and everybody contracted to present, to host, to perform. Okay, so now let's put the timeline together of when all of these things are going to happen and okay now let's bring everybody in and have rehearsals of course it's also pre-covid um but now during covid they probably still have rehearsals just more isolated and which actually speaks to the testament of how it's even more creative and even more communication and even more thoughtfulness and foresight and planning and a timeline in effect now more than ever before so if it gives you an, any sort of indication of why timing is everything, you can look no further than the largest venues, the largest events down to the smallest ones. Even look at athletic events. Do you really think that, you know, kickoff is at X time? They're doing the national anthem at X time so that when all said and done, one more time for commercial break and kickoff starts right on time. Have you ever? ever sat back and thought about mm, the pregame show lasts from x time to x time which goes straight to you know on field 
pre-talks go straight to, you know, or on-court pre-talks go straight to national anthem, which goes straight to the introductions. And then once all those things are done, it is like 530, 630, 430, 230, 130, whatever on the dot. And it's time for tip off or kick off or whatever. Those things are deliberate. Those things are calibrated. Those things are expressed. Those things are are methodical. Those things are planned out and put into a timeline, a rundown from many, many hours to many, many days to even many, many weeks ahead of time. Speaking of from an athletic standpoint, one of the funnest times or the funnest seasons that I had with doing events and DJing for and being the team DJ for a local university for the athletic department was when they brought in a entertainment company and we had meetings every week. You know, we had those auditions. We had, okay, these elements we want to introduce. We had the rundown that was like, we had the script that basically broke down. Like at this time, we're going to, you know, is warm up this time. Visiting team is on the court warming up. At this time, this team goes away. Home team comes out, warms up. At this time, both teams are gone. At this time, we start doing announcements. Like, all of that was deliberate. All that was on a timeline. So, I hope this at least begins to set the picture for it does not matter what your event is, but timing literally is everything. So if you're doing a fundraiser, if you're doing a carnival, if you're doing a school dance, if you're doing a wedding, if if you're doing a car wash, it doesn't matter. Timing is everything. And what timing does and what timelines do and what rundowns create is that it creates a all the questions. It it creates the picture for what that day is going to look like or what how that day theoretically should go. Now I say theoretically because in all actuality, things don't go according to plan. Things go wrong. People run late. Mishaps happen. Things get delayed. Things are early. Things get finished faster than anticipated. So things don't necessarily go according to the plan or to the timeline. However, what it also does is it does create a picture for what is ideal. And then it begins to make you ask the questions that make sure that you have the answers so that all the holes are filled and it is a complete picture for your event. So since it's oh so popular, oh so common, let's talk about weddings for just a moment. So every wedding ceremony or most wedding ceremonies to some degree, just the ceremony itself, I'm not going into the entire day just yet, but just the ceremony itself has a schedule to it. It has a timeline to it. It has a rundown to it from, okay, we're going to do members of the groomsmen are going to escort the family members down the aisle. Then the groom, the the priest, the the officiant is going to walk in with the groom at X time. Then, or the groomsmen are all coming in at the exact same time. And then the family's walking in or whatever. The bridesmaids are walking down the aisle. After the bridesmaids walk down the aisle, here comes the ring bearer, the flower girl, or if you're, you know, you're skipping on all that. Here comes the bride. 
after the bride, you go straight to the, okay, you know, who gives these two away, okay? Now, introduction, nice intro speech, onto vows, onto ring, onto giving or special song. And when I say giving, I meant to say giving of a special token, whether it be sand ceremony, whether it be tying a knot, whether it be burning a unity candle, something like that. Um, a special song, something like that. Turn, y'all may kiss. Maybe I introduce y'all to the first time. So-and-so and so-and-so. Okay. Yeah, um, they start walking. Then after that, then the bridesmaids and the bridegroom, the groomsmen start walking. And then the family starts walking and everybody's out in the end. So that is like a general rundown for the ceremony. So the ceremony, they didn't just get up one day and say, okay, um, let's see. Let, let's see how we should do this. Okay, um, do you want to? No. Mm, okay, you know what? Oh, we're getting married in five minutes. We should probably get an idea together. Okay, uh, let's see. No, it is very thoroughly thought out. It's written down. It is created with a timeline. Not only is it written with the timeline, but it gives a timeline to say, okay, when when you see such and such, that means we're about five minutes out from the ceremony beginning, technically. When you see so-and-so, that means we're about two minutes out from actually starting the ceremony. And by start of the ceremony, I mean, okay, really drawing the attention because here comes the, the bridesmaids. That is the official start of the ceremony. Or the entrance of the bride. That is the official start of the ceremony. Or you can consider all of that pre-ceremony and then once the two are together at the altar or at the center focal point, now that is officially the start of the ceremony. All of that is methodical because all of that also tunes to say, okay, when you see so-and-so, it's going to be this song that's being played. When it's the, you know, the bridesmaids coming down the aisle playing this song when you see the ring bearer and the you know the, the flower girls if you if you go that route or if you're doing that to the just the bride you're gonna play this song when they do you know the grand exit or the recessional you're gonna play this song or you're gonna sing this song and when I say play I don't just mean from a DJ standpoint I mean play it could be live instrumentalist because instrumentalists even have the same kind of cues that they know they're gonna play you know Paco Bell's Canada in D for the processional with the bridal party and they're going to play um, let me see I can fall in love forever tonight with you or I've been waiting all my life for you or all my life Casey and Jojo or whatever I mean whatever that special song is when the bride comes down and you know, they know that they stop it give it a nice clear cut ending and then move to the next so it doesn't matter if you're going live music going pre-recorded music or if you're going with the DJ like it all plays the same effect and it all lines up with set timeline so now bringing that into the larger scope focus that timeline is the lifeline for the entire event. So if you want to make a note to kind of like give yourself the reminder to say, hey, I need to make sure I have a timeline put together, even if, if it's just my own um, my own thought process, then you want to put that timeline together because then the timeline grows from the nucleus of why are we here to... 
who is showing up when and why and where to we need to get out of here at set time and everybody got to be out of here and like packed up, ready to go. Like we were never here by set time. So all of that plays a fact. For example, if you have to be off the premises, but at 11 p.m., you're not doing the grand exit at 11 p.m. You're doing the grand exit a lot earlier than that. If you're doing an outdoor reception or an outdoor nighttime event at all, and there's a night noise ordinance of 10 p.m., you're not going to do anything that's going to require music after 9 p.m. Now that, again, like I said, it's a nighttime event. So it doesn't matter if you're doing like a graduation party at a house. It doesn't matter if you're doing, um, it doesn't matter if you're doing a wedding reception. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If there is a noise ordinance, because like, for example, I know Orange County is super strict. Like if it's like a peep at 10.00.001, the venue could very much potentially, potentially be fined which impacts your relationship as a vendor with them. So like you're not going to lock it down and do the grand exit at 10 p.m. I mean, because people, even with people yelling and shouting, woo, yay, congratulations, <laughs> you know, it's that's not going to fly at 10 p.m. So you're going to do the grand exit like 9.30, 9.45, so that by 10 o'clock, everything's quiet or at least moving with a much lower decibel than before. And then knowing that you have to exit the venue by 11, now you have a clear hour or a clear hour and 5, 10, 15 minutes to pack your stuff up and go and make sure that you're not there so that way you're not incurring any more fines. Because sometimes if you're not out by the particular time, the vendor, the venue doesn't exactly kick you out. They'll just charge you an additional hour. Like, oh my gosh, like I was literally here Two minutes after, you know, 11 o'clock. Yep. That just officially booked y'all from the 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. So you guys owe us an additional X amount of dollars. So that's another reason why a timeline is important. Why timing is everything. If you go over and now you're incurring additional fines, now you're ballooning your budget unnecessarily because you didn't plan properly on when to get out. Or vice versa, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you don't start on time because you didn't anticipate everybody coming in early or coming in on time, which delays the start of the event, that can immediately throw a wrench in the rest of the event. Prime example, it is very, very good when you're sitting down with your vendors to ask them this very, very particular question. How long does it take you to set up? If you're asking this to your DJ and your DJ is doing both the sound for your ceremony and your cocktail hour and reception, so you're doing more than one setup, it is very important to ask them, how long do you need to set up? Because if they're doing all three of those things, they can't set up in 45 minutes. So we can't say, okay, well, the guests start arriving at 2 p.m. The DJ is going to be here at 1.15 and we're all going to be hunky-dory and perfectly fine. It's not going to work. You're going to end up being late. The event's going to start later, which causes the, the mood to change 
because things are delayed and now people are getting aggravated and irritated and frustrated and therefore it's going to make them want to it's going to diminish their experience really quickly and really early in the event like the event's just getting started but because it's getting started late for a lot of times it's diminishment now there are those rare occasions where people are able to turn it around and turn the tide to where people immediately enjoin it. Oh, I apologize. We started a few minutes late. Please forgive us. Okay, we're on and popping. The party's ready to go. Let's go. But that's not always the case. So you always want to be the best you can and make sure that you ask that question ahead of time. Because if your photographer's like, yeah, you know what? I only need like 15 minutes. Like, okay, cool. Be here a half hour early. And vendors, there is that most notorious infamous saying if you're late, it's because you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're early, then you're really on time. Or something like that. <laughs> or some variation of that. So you don't want to just show up. Hey, okay, yeah, you know what? I need 90 minutes to show up. Or I need 90 minutes to, you know, set up. 90 minutes would be great. Like, start at the 90-minute mark. But at the same token... Like if you get there 120 minutes or even 100 minutes, that sets a good precedent. Now, I'll talk about more about this in placement is everything, but getting a sidewalk in for everybody is also very important because you got to know what you're dealing with. You got to know if you're going to be basically pulling up your vehicle right next to where you can offload to right next to where you're going to be setting up or if you're going to be pulling up your vehicle and you have a hike to get to where you need to set up that's going to also affect your time on if 90 minutes is going to be enough or if you need 120 or if 90 minutes is going to be enough because you really set up in 45 minutes and now you have enough time to really relax do really thorough sound checks or really thorough very thoroughly, you know, prep the food or, you know, whatever it is your particular thing is, you have plenty of time now to kind of rest before the event starts because the ultimate goal is to assume that if you tell everybody your event starts at three o'clock to assume people will start showing up at least at 2.30. Now, if you say three o'clock, there are those people that say, okay, it starts at three. We'll be there at three o'clock. We'll be there with bells on. There are others that are like super duper early birds that you say the event starts at three o'clock. They really will show up at 2.30. So you don't want to be cleaning up. You don't want to be throwing trash away. You don't want to be basically putting the, fin the finishing touches on preparing for the event when guests are coming on because that's really also not a good look like you want all that stuff done before they walk in i cannot tell you i can tell you i can tell you actually the amount of times that guests have walked into the club and we were still setting up the amount of times that that has happened was zero because we knew that basically everything was set up the bars were ready to go. The tables were clean and ready to go in the VIP sections. All those pieces were together and in place over an hour before we opened. So even if somebody like snuck in early 
it's just going to be very, very bright, very, very clean and very, very ready to go. Not to mention, we also had our meeting. So speaking of meetings in your events, it is in, it is good to have a little mini meeting just to touch bases with, you know, your different vendors. Now, I'm not saying, OK, at 230, we're all going to meet in the central lawn to talk about the event. That's probably not going to happen. If it can happen, great, outstanding, great for you. And I really do applaud that in all seriousness because that's that's an amazing feat. Because you also have to consider the fact that everybody's not showing up at the exact same time. And then even when they do show up, people have still got things going on. But as people are coming in, you want to be able to still meet with them to get to make sure that everybody knows what's going on and when. And basically, you know that your timeline matches their timeline and everybody has some sort of unification in a timeline, whether it be you as the host put a master timeline together you got with the photographer who had their timeline and now you're blending it uh, because your timeline says family photos at 5 p.m their timeline says family photos 5 p.m 505 shoot bride and groom and parents 510 shoot bride and groom and siblings 5 Oh, you know, five fifteen shoot bride and siblings. Like it's very specific for them, so that gives you an indication. Okay, so this is how they're thinking. If by five forty-five they're still doing groom and the siblings, okay, we're officially thirty minutes late. So let me go relay that information to the other vendors, letting them know. Okay, so dinner is now being pushed back by X amount of minutes. Um, the grand entrance is now being pushed back by X amount of minutes. And you have that, again, that coordination in your timeline to say, okay, we're on trajectory to be late <laughs> because you can see where the photos are based upon your photographer's timeline. Or again, or even be early. You can say, hey, you know, we shot that, shot that, shot that. 5.15, shoot groom and siblings. But groom and siblings, they actually shot that at 5.07 because things are going, everybody's there. Everybody's jumping in. Everybody's taking great pictures. They're getting in and getting out. Everybody's focused, organized. They're flying through these pictures. So at this rate, we're going to be done with family photos at 5.45. So that's going to move up the timeline by 15 minutes so grand entrance is now going to be 5 45 and now six o'clock which means food needs to be ready to be served because we're going to be serving food at like 6 10 compared to 6 45 so you know things are moving and then okay so now what happens when they walk in to the reception after the grand entrance are they walking into the grand entrance and going straight to the first dance? Are they walking into the grand entrance, going to their tables, somebody saying grace, like all of those things. And again, there's no right or wrong answer to any of these. There really isn't. This is why I tell everyone that I ever encounter when it comes to planning their event. Do you and have fun. There is no rule book when it comes to having an event. I don't care what you saw on Pinterest. I don't care what you saw on Instagram, on other social media platforms i don't care what your best friend did at their event i don't care what your auntie did at her event i really don't care like do you like you can go to one wedding and for the grand entrance they did you know from the ground up by dan and uh, by um uh, what's that called uh dan and shay they did yeah they did from the ground up by dan and shay for the grand entrance but you 
But you two, it's your wedding. Y'all are more Star Wars fanatics. So guess what? Y'all do the Imperial March or y'all do, you know, um, lay it in more. Okay. More authentic, genuine, sweet indication. You do Leia's theme. A tribute, you know, pulling in those Star Wars elements into your, into your affair. For the grand exit, you know, they did, they did, you know, um, they did uh, bubbles and they did, um, they did fireworks wands. Okay. Since you kind of like rocking on the Star Wars thing, do lightsabers. Like, have fun. Do you. So there is no right and wrong. There is no right or wrong to do the, right or wrong way to do the timeline or right or wrong way to kind of like organize things. It's going to ultimately be what works best for you. What works best for your event, for your needs? I mean, I literally, like, for example, like this fundraiser. So 5 p.m. was my arrival time and setup. 6.30, that was when the attendees were to arrive and start, you know, checking in. At 6.40, that's when they started the silent auction and did the money board and did the raffle. So tw- for that, did that for 20 minutes. At 7 p.m., they had a welcome. 705 was a prayer. Now, probably it was like a much shorter welcome or a much longer welcome. Doesn't matter. So you know that you're kind of equated for this five, 10 minute window. Seven, uh, 705 was dinner. 730. So you got 25 minutes to get dinner served, people to, to eat. Uh, 730 was a video, an overview, a mission, testimonials. So there was like a, maybe a 30 minute presentation. And then at eight o'clock, they were going to do the raffles and the silent auctions. They close and then they were going to do live auctions. And then at 8.05, they're going to announce the raffle uh, winners. They're going to announce the silent auction winners while continuing to do the live auction. And then at 8.30, they were going to open up the dance floor for everybody to have a great time and start dancing. And then basically, I was definitely known that no matter what happens, 10 o'clock, I tear down and I depart. That, that was just a fundraiser. Again, nothing too elaborate, nothing too major, nothing too grandiose. Um... Let me see. Here's a here's a wedding timeline that we did for a couple. Um, I think this one was back in 2017. So my arrival was 2 p.m. Uh, it was anticipated the guests would arrive at four o'clock, which means that I had 90 minutes to set up, not two hours. I had 90 minutes to set up because again we're anticipating for the those early bird people. To come extra early, who didn't want to be late, who who got anxiety or whatnot, so they were like, "I don't want to miss it." So they show up half an hour early. <laughs> Wait, it's oh my gosh, we're here at three thirty. I thought the ceremony starts. Okay, the ceremony starts at four thirty. Okay, so they're an hour early. So have that anticipation because on the timeline, four o'clock is when we're anticipating the guests to arrive because the ceremony was supposed to start at four thirty. So a nice generous half hour window for the guests to arrive from the time the guests start arriving to when we actually start. So it may have said on their flyers and on the, the save the dates and in the wedding invitations that, you know, the wedding, so-and-so they're getting married at four o'clock, which is why, again, we're anticipating the guests to arrive at four o'clock, but the ceremony isn't going to start at four o'clock. People aren't all there at four o'clock. So everything is being very, very deliberate. Now the ceremony starts at four thirty. Okay, they're starting with the processional. The processional, they want to marry me by train. And then when the bride entered, they want to somewhere over the rainbow, the version by Israel. Um, 
I don't even want to slaw the last name. Um, Kamakawaole. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend anybody. If I miss, met, slaughtered that, my apologies. Um, and then there was nothing major or nothing special during the ceremony. For the receptional, all they wanted was all they needed is love by the Beatles. And then the reception starts at 6. Does that mean that there was a hour and a half wedding? No, because the wedding actually probably lasted maybe about 27 minutes, which means by the time we got to four o'clock, they were off. They were off taking photos. Reception was to begin at six o'clock. So basically five to six was essentially a non-official an unofficial cocktail hour. So what am I going to do? What am I going to play musically during that time to keep the guests kind of engaged, but yet still be background so they can inter- so they can intermingle, so they can, you know, socialize and all that good fun stuff like that. And they don't feel that it's been 5 p.m. going to 6 p.m. Now, the guests are to be seated for the grand entrance at 6 p.m., which means that at 6 o'clock, that's when we open the doors for them to actually go into the place the reception was going to actually be held have them take their seats because at and then 615 so we still didn't actually do the grand entrance yet this is still making that transition from the unofficial cocktail hour to reception or the yeah from, to the reception 615 is when they actually did the grand entrance and for the grand entrance they did uptown funk by bruno mars um it was a very small wedding party no doubt but that's what they did and then so for the bridal party we did Uptown Funk, and then for the Mr. and Mrs., we did Dynamite by Tal Cruz. Now, that was at 6.15. It didn't take five minutes for all that to be done, so we're like we're a little bit pushing a little bit ahead on the timeline, which is good. So, at 6.20, quote-unquote, it was actually more like, I think, 6.18, give or take. Um, 6.20, it was straight to their first dance, which was perfect by Ed Sharon. 6.25 was the father-daughter dance. 6.30 was the mother-son dance. 6.35 was the toast. 6.45 was dinner. So they did all the main dances and then they did dinner. And then, so the dinner basically for an hour and then opened up the dance floor at 6.45. Did a money dance at 8.15. Went back to the dance floor. Cake cutting at 8.45. Did the bouquet toss at 9.10. Garter toss right after that. So 9 9.15, 9.15, 9.10, 9.15, 9.20. Opened up the dance floor again for the party to be you know, basically be over at 11. So it's about an hour and 40 minutes of upbeat energy, well-conceived mix that I need to put together in my head to cater to the crowd, to have them dancing and having a great time for about an hour and 40 minutes as we're heading to 11 p.m. 11 p.m., we say goodbye to the bride and groom. Bye-bye, it's over. Plus, we got to be quiet. And midnight, everybody must be packed up and must be out that was the timeline that is what we went by for everything to be organized and to be you know play its part and play its role so that everything flowed the way it really needed to the way it really should be so timing literally not figuratively not oh it could be a really good thing no timing is everything timing is everything so I hope this helps. I hope this helps you kind of get a, a good notion of kind of what some questions to ask, um, some help to to start putting a timeline together. Uh, my team and I were working on some freebies to get out, uh, make them available for you to download 
uh, freebie um, DJ questionnaires, freebie timeline templates, and so many other goodies that we're working on getting to you all and just really polishing them and putting them to a degree that I really want. So I hope this really helps you in your pursuit for your next event so that you have all the pieces in place and that you run a very smooth, very fun, a very memorable, very engaging, very low stress event in the near future. And like I said, this week is everything week. So we're going to really talk about how placement is everything. So I'm excited about that one. And we're going to top out everything week. Like I said, do me a solid. Hit that subscribe button. Stay up to date with all this content that we're creating for you all. And uh, tell a friend or two or five or ten. That would be greatly appreciated. And DM me. I would love to hear how your events are going. I would love to hear about some of your experiences. So shoot me a DM on, on Instagram at DJ Ignite, the number one. I would love to hear from y'all, fam. I'll talk to y'all soon. Catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.